0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptops, and you're checking out my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I hang out with my metal friends, and we talk about their lives, their music, their projects, and most importantly, great craft beer. And then I share that conversation with all of you. Whoa it's been crazy laws of the flesh 2019 i'm in asia it's been it's been insane it's been it's been really insane uh we are nearing the end of it now i am seeing the light at the end of the tunnel but i'm having a great 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 time but i'm looking forward to getting home to my family and to be with them i'm stoked on this week on vox and hops episode number 41 i hang out with richie cavallera the vocalist of insight check it out here it is vox and hops episode number 41 I warn you what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed.
1: What's up everybody? Today I am with Richie Cavalera, the singer of Insight. We are in Rostock, that Germany, right? Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've been on tour together. So uh, we've been, I've been out on tour for about a week now, and you guys jumped in four days ago. Sadly, Insight's only on the bill for four dates. Yeah. Let's tell everyone a little bit what you guys have been up to. I know you've been in Europe for quite a bit, so let's talk about that.
2: Yeah, man, we, this is cool because, you know, we have been trying to get on shows with you guys for a minute because we kind of share the same agent in the States. So for it to finally happen, and in Europe, of all places, even cooler, um, this tour's been great. You know, we started with uh, septic flesh and Crisian, and then did a bunch of headline stuff in like Eastern Europe, and it, it, oh, that that stuff was so crazy because it was no major cities; it was just like little villages, and uh, but the people that came out man was just like you know they just they'd go crazier you know those small towns that never get shows they just they appreciate it they you know they're stage diving with 10 people there you know because they just want to go ape shit and uh it's been great man other than you know the the little hiccup in switzerland and everything like that but you know how tour is you just got to roll with the punches and enjoy the best of it and you know that's what we've tried to do with this
1: you know we're out here already so if there is shit going on it's best to just remain positive. Exactly. Because if you bring in that negativity, then you're it's fucked. just going to bring down everyone else, and then the vibe is just going to be sour, it, and then it's just like going down a toilet. Exactly. You know? And we're not supposed to make money anyway, so I didn't care. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's nice to make a little bit of money. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I, I found some beers, and I went for a walk. I went to go see this cathedral, and as I'm walking by, I see this bottle shop, and I'm like, maybe they got some beer. So I went in, and I found... Uh, I th- hope I'm saying this right. If not I'll correct it in the outro and intro of this one. The Hoppen or is the brewery. And it's supposed to be from Rostock, the dude at the Oh, you found local stuff. That's he said it was local. Oh beautiful. I don't see Rostock written on here anyway. But I will correct it and I'll get it right. So it's a this is a Hellerbach. Let's see what the sector's got. Cheers. <laughs> it looks amazing. Cheers, brother. It's it's definitely got this like apple juice sort of colour. Yes, that's exactly what it was thinking. That <laughs> smells a little bit sweet and malty. That is absolutely delicious. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tastes really interesting. There's like a, well, hell yeah. a little bit of those. At the end. Yes, a little bitterness at the end. I love it. It's a oh. little bit sweet. It's not as malty as I was expecting it to be. The finish is really, really nice.
2: It's not too uh, perfumey. like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, so flavory where it just kills me. I, I love that. Do you enjoy craft beer? Uh, so much, but I'm more of the guy that will get like you know a Budweiser and just sip that. Cause I've I've mostly been on like the whiskey, you know, the Jack Daniels stuff like that, and beer's always kind of given me that heartburn, indigestion. But lately, now that I'm coming into my age, I'm I'm feeling beer a lot a, a lot more than I used to. That's for damn sure.
1: Especially this. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember your first experience with beer? Yes, actually, this is an awesome story. I think it was uh, Sepulture Red
2: Hot Chili Peppers. Um, my uncle Igor and a couple of the crew guys thought it was funny to get a little kid wasted and no. got me obliterated dude and it was just you know i think that's the difference of growing up in it you know you you don't think of things like that being abnormal you know it's just kind <laughs> of in the moment of what music is and i think it's a, a freedom to be what you want and do what you want and not have uh you know everybody kind of just looking down shaking their finger at you know you know so uh, i think it was a cool experience that I'll never forget. You Do you know? remember what happened? Uh, I got extremely drunk. Uh, the mom came in, busted me, um, put me in the bunk, and I think I threw up and then peed in the hallway of the bus. Holy shit. Yeah. How, how so, old are you? How old are you? Uh, I must have been about 12 or 13.
1: Holy at fuck. The time. Yeah.
2: yeah, dude. I, I always wanted to be involved with everything. I loved growing up on tour. I loved seeing it all, feeling it all, and you know, I just wanted to experience it all way too fast but you know it's cool because I didn't turn into an alcoholic or nothing crazy and I kind of understood that it's probably not the best thing for me (laughs) <laughs> no, no. It's
1: always good to set limits. And uh, I,
2: I become uh, an alter ego named Dick Bill John, so I try not to drink. Do you? Yes.
1: Do dude, you? It, it oh. gets crazy. It's
2: too bad you're not on the bus. Oh so <laughs> no, yeah. I would have loved to met Dick Bill John. <laughs> he's a great dude, but he just doesn't think. You know. So yes, but,
1: we all have <laughs> alter egos in cryptopsy as well. <laughs> Hell yes. I think that's what
2: music does. You know, that's what put us in this position is we're just not like everybody else. You know, we're we're different. We like to experience the world in life.
1: Just to clarify for everyone at home. You are related to Max
0: Cavalera.
2: Yes, that's my old man, dude. He's uh, one of the coolest dads you could ever have. You know, for as much as he's gone, when he comes home, it's family. It's on the road, it's family. And, uh, you know, without him, I don't know if... You know, there was a lot of music from the day I was born. You know, my mom... She started a bar in Arizona called The Bootlegger, and uh, you know, Rob Halford would come in. Poison played there for like 200 people. That's so cool, you know. So, I, I was just kind of born into it, man. You know, I'd have nuclear assault stay at our house for two months on end, and Danny Lilker practically lived with us. And uh, you know, Jason Rainey, of Sacred Reich rented out the guest room in our house. I mean, it was just a, a shit show, dude. But A great shit show and you know (laughs) nail bomb written in our living room and uh just so many cool things man that i I just i never would have believed in my life that i would have been a part of and
1: see and experience was there ever a question that you weren't going to be a heavy metal singer one day oh no way man i
2: i was uh, i must have been about 10 uh it was pantera sepultura and all i wanted to do was play guitar So I put on Max's Big BC Rich, and he let me come out and play uh, Policia. And I got addicted, man. On stage. Yeah. So I did it one time, and then the next day I was like, yo, let me do this again, let me do this again. And then I had to go to the whole band and ask to make sure it was okay, you know. And they were cool with it. And that, I think, kind of catapulted to the next level. And then the next thing I know, I was... uh, you know, playing guitar at the Dynamo with 100,000 people at like 14 with a mohawk and a pink amp. And, you know, it just kind of was like so surreal, man. I think when you when you experience a crowd and fans and the 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 energy and the love that the vibe brings, I especially think at it, the level that
1: it Max was, Max lives. In. It was
2: in the peak, you know, it was the huge days of metal, you know, as where it is now. I mean, it's coming back. But that was a great time for everybody. It was a it was a huge family. You know, nobody was fighting against each other. It was all about helping and taking metal to the next level. And, you know, I, I fear that that's lost in some of the older bands. But, you know, I think it, it's just a part of the way it goes because you, you want to, you know, retire and not play forever, especially in metal. You know, you can really only do it so long to where you're presenting that show that people expect, you know. So, to, to,
1: to the level of quality that it needs to be. And like, I, I think a lot of bands have to plan and calculate and finish at on the top. Yes, it's always best to finish at the top rather than peter out.
2: I, I completely, especially in this, because you don't ever want to go from like a uh, you know a 2000 two thousand uh, seater to a five hundred person club. You know that's that's tough on your your your, your you know your morality in life. So uh, I I hope that's you know how we can all finish and have our careers end as well. You know,
1: there was never any anticipation that you would never live up to what your father accomplished.
2: I don't think I ever came into it wanting to be what he did i just i loved being on stage i'm so shy in every aspect of my life dude i'm just happy chill vibe you know a little pothead just you know but then when it's on stage it's you know you know how it is you just become something else Mm. you know and i think that's
1: it's definitely something that's inside
2: us though yes it's there but we I think it takes that to to get it out, you know, and I think that's helped me, you know, deal with anxiety and things like that that come along in life and I, I just, I couldn't see myself being a doctor or a lawyer, you know, I could have did that and I probably would have been way easier than this, you know, how you you get your ass kicked in this game, you know, mm-hmm. your back, your legs, your knees, you're leaving family for a long time. So, I, I think I
1: chose the hardest part the hardest route for sure, but I love it. You mentioned that you were on tour a lot growing up. Was, how did you deal with school? How did those go together? Oh, uh, they hated me. I, I, you know, because I was
2: gone so much, they implemented
1: programs where when you missed 40 days
2: of school, you would start getting drug tested and all this really? stuff because I was gone so much. But they got mad because I passed, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all I ever wanted to do was at least get my high school diploma and then I could go full bore on music and do my own thing at that point but no it was any tour that was cool that i was like hey take me i want to go right now you know we just did it my parents you know they were cool they they understood that the education you get on tour is a lot better and more life fulfilling than what you're going to get in most schools so for me to be experiencing people from all over the world i think it opened my eyes to not have any judgment against people for (laughs) you know just what they look like or what they act like you know i think it kind of made me just love everybody really man it's
1: really awesome you, you have a crazy life story oh I? dude it's it's been nuts i mean when mega when mega told me he's like i dude the guy is 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 the son <laughs> i was like i know who i'm interviewing
2: it's crazy <laughs> to me man you know i just i'm proud to carry on a legacy you know and i hope to you know carry it 30 more years so he can have a break and you know i i've just like i said i've done so many cool things with this and um uh, probably my favorite thing and why I smoke cigarettes now was, uh, I must have been about 14 and, you know, Ozzy invited us over to his house because Max had just went through the sepulchre breakup and him and Ozzy were really close and Ozzy had went through the same stuff that Max did Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you know, we're chilling at his house and you know he's like, I'm going to light a cigar and I want you and Jack to smoke it and and then you can never smoke again, and I <laughs> promised him, and then two years later, I was a full-blown cigarette smoker, but <laughs> that's a moment I'll never forget. You know, I think uh, the things I've got to see and do has just been uh, a true blessing, and I'm so humble,
1: and nothing's taken for granted. It's just a-, a beautiful experience, man. You mentioned the Osborne. Was there ever a moment where Cavalera was thinking of doing a TV show or something like that when it was all big? Man, we
2: were... Way too fucked up to be on TV.
1: I mean, <laughs> Osborns,
2: they're crazy, but man, we're there's seven kids and we're all insane and we're all on different levels and aspects of what we do in our lives and. I just think probably today it would suit better, you know, than it would have, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. When the reality
1: TV hype was happening. (laughs) Yes, totally.
2: (laughs) I I think it was great what they did, you know, because I I love that family. Um, You know, me and Jack were great friends. Uh, Me and Kelly were almost dating for a while. Really? You know, because we would go on OzFest, dude, and it was just, you know, the four of us kids, you know, his... Growing up together. Yeah, literally, dude, on insane. ...incredible tours that were, like, you know,
1: just... I miss uh, it. I I would love for them to bring that back. I would have killed to be on one of those. (laughs) Absolutely, brother. (laughs) There was
2: nothing like that ever for metal, you know, At that level. Yeah, yeah, where everybody had a chance. I mean, some of the biggest bands out now started on that second stage Mm -hmm.
1: of OzFest,
2: so... What they did and you know helped build for music was incredible, and I wish someone could pick that up and run with it because it's it's the huge void that's missing in America and a the, huge outdoor yeah, traveling festival. festival. You know they mayhem tried it. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I I think they got a little carried away and tried to expand too fast without building up. You know the thing with Aussie is you knew what he could do, so you just had to put. Some cool new things, and I think that's what Ozzy did. Like I said, just presenting these new bands. No shadows fall, dude. So many system of a down, Killswitch, not Incubus, Snot, love know, Snot. Slipknot, even really, you know, yeah. from their second yeah. stage, Seven Dust. So it's like, it, it just what they did for so many young bands just isn't happening today for young bands, and I think it deters a lot of great bands that could have been, you know, from even getting started, and it's it's unfortunate, but. You know, I think that's just the way it is with the oversaturation, touring, all these things now that you have, but you got to just rock. <laughs> Let's talk about Insight. How did that all come to be? See, now that was, you know, when I finally graduated high school, I'd met these couple dudes and, you know, it was kind of time to where I I got away from my old man. And, I, you know, I was performing Bleed and all these singles with him singing and kind of building my my name and building my stage presence and things like that. So when it was finally time, I was just I was ready. You know, I had a, a manager mom and a artist father, so I was able to see both sides of the business. So I mean, literally, our first tour, we all came home with money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like
1: which doesn't happen very no, often. No,
2: dude, it, it's about you know finding the guys that are willing to sacrifice a lot to make that happen. You know, sleeping in vans and sleeping making with, the right
1: making the right decisions.
2: Yes, and I think a lot of bands they get too big too fast and they just start going on buses and wasting all this money and it's it's like man if you did one of those tours in a van you would all be set for an entire mm-hmm. year you know
1: mm-hmm. we were just having a discussion about the, the aborted run we just did it's, it's like it, had we done this in a van boys you know and
2: that's you know you just never know what to expect or what to do but you know uh, you just gotta go with what you feels right and accommodating everybody though. That's the thing, you know, you've got five or six different personalities and everybody kinda wants something a little different. So, um I was fortunate to have guys that were just like, I don't even care, you know, I wanna come home and have some money and enjoy the tour and, you know, really grind it out, you know, be homeless, (laughs) basically.
1: But you guys have been out here for like a while. Yeah, it's
2: it's been crazy. You know, we we're we're fortunate to have a killer label behind us and you know, they do something that I think these words don't exist, and it's called tour support, mm-hmm. and they they help us with, with with, a, with a, an awesome manager. Yes, it definitely well.
1: helps negotiate stuff out. Yes,
2: completely. And you know, this label owner, he, you know, he's like two years older than me, like thirty five, and the first time we met. He was in the pit of the show. That's so cool. The owner of the label, you know, this guy's worth millions of dollars and, you know, he could do whatever he wants, doesn't need to care, but he was in the pit and, you know, it, you just, I never saw that before. So it just, it fired me up and we've been, you know, his band and he's been our label since, you know, like give 10 my, years Give now. him a shout out. Uh, Brad Hardy, Minus Head, we love you and everything you do and uh, just don't stop, man. You, you paved the way for hopefully the future of what should be. You know, because I think indie um, is going to be what we have to go towards. Because these these major labels are just relying on things like Spotify that doesn't help us. Mm-hmm. That's you know, right. Yeah. That that's just it's kind of scary. But when you can find the right label that backs you and believes in you and wants to develop you, you can do anything.
1: We're basically traveling T-shirt salesmen at this point. Yes, we are. We're carny game guys. And that's <laughs> I've always said it.
2: I'm, you know, merch keeps us afloat and. The day that dies, it might get a little scary, but... You know, fans have still been supportive on that end. Well, they can't them. download a shirt just yet. Yes. No, but they're starting to screen print their own, which is kind of crazy.
1: The, the, the South America are really good at yeah. that. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> you can go down there and find stuff that I want to buy. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I normally
1: just go down and I said, that's my band. I'm taking it. That's my band. Whenever I do I do it.
2: We can't afford to make all these cool items, but down there they can. And, the, you know, you go down there and get an ashtray with your name Seriously, on it. Seriously, or like, a
1: coffee cup dude, <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's cool. So it has its its balances, you know, like everything else in this business. Uh, what's coming up next uh, for insight? Um, we have a festival in London, uh, Incineration Festival with Mayhem and Septic Flesh, which uh, we're super stoked on. And then for the first time ever, we're on one of the major festivals this summer, Bloodstock, which nice. We're the opening band on the first day of the main stage. Nice, so, nice. Um, this is something that I've yeah I've dreamt about this moment since I did the down da- uh, the Dynamo Fest because I've been to ten million of these things and. But Uh, now now it's your band. Yes. And now it's, it's, I I feel the butterflies already and I'm, every night I go to bed and I I literally, I play the entire show through my head. Just what I'm going to say, how I'm going to act, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, man, but. To be on that, you know, I know you've done these and you understand how insane they are. And it's just... It's a surreal experience. It's yeah. a chance for your band to be in front of an entire crowd that you probably
1: play in front of a whole year, you know, doing yeah. club shows. So, I always feel so out of breath for some reason. It's not because I'm it's out of I'm breath. So it's scared just that I'm just, I'm just so excited.
2: Yes. Yeah, it, yeah. there's no, it, Words can't describe it. And you know that it's, it's just feeling that so few of us will really ever get a feel to have that kind of energy of that many people. That's what it's all about. Yes. That's what it's all for. Yes, yeah. man, totally. So uh that's going to happen and then uh some American touring and then back to Europe. So it's it's going good, you know, the new albums kicking ass. You know, it's our most successful to date, which
1: is exciting and which is what you want. Yeah, yeah man, and uh, have people still buying CDs, which is I find in Europe, Europe people buy more CDs than in the States.
2: Yes, totally, I have to say
1: that.
2: It's still cool to see that people still want the discs, they still want this artwork, and uh, you know, I don't think it'll really ever die. And vinyl now, you know, is bigger Mm -hmm. than it's been in 30, 40 years. So, I think the... People have tried the digital and they like it because the convenience and the easiness of it. But I think the sound is
1: just not there yet. Mm-hmm. The experience of holding something in your hand. Yes, that's why I can't do the whole Kindle or yeah, Kudo, no. whatever. Uh, uh, I, the digital book thing. I can't do it.
2: I, I don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. So I don't have a Spotify account. I, you know, I buy CDs. I check bands out on the radio and that's kind of how I still learn and you know going to shows I try to attend as many shows as I can when I'm home and see new bands and young bands and local bands
1: and everything in between you mentioned you just moved to Las Vegas mm-hmm. is there a metal scene there um you know v-
2: Vegas is weird in that aspect because people um are usually just tourists there so it's very hard to find that residential people that come out to every show and support every show so I haven't quite seen that come Basically to like people that, that
1: work for the hotels almost, yeah or? and
2: you know it's like it, it's just kind of weird in that aspect you'll get people to come to your show that are like oh I'm just here on vacation and I saw you were playing you know so which is cool yeah Yeah. it's different you know to have somebody from like New York and Vegas on vacation and he's like
1: it'd be really fucking cool if like a big dude went and bought into like a hotel and one of the the hotel shows was like a metal thing you know and just turned it around you you know when Ozzy is eventually (laughs) going to settle in at Mandalay or something yes I I can't
2: (laughs) wait for that moment because I think those guys are getting to that age where they can go do the Vegas residency and you know you don't have to sit through the Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears and shit like that. You'll you get to see, you know, maybe Alice Cooper.
1: Yeah, you know. or Halford or something.
2: Yes, completely. And I see that coming soon and definitely will expand on what metal could be. But the cool thing about Vegas right now is a lot of the people that used to live in L.A. are fleeing to Vegas, you know, because uh, L.A. is just not what it used to be. It's not that music mecca like, you know, you grew up learning about. So Vegas now you have, you know, Vinnie Paul when he was alive was there, you know, all these... Um, you know, kind of bigger mainstream bands Are going there And uh, I dig it, you know It's close to Arizona still So I can still be 100% involved with the band mm-hmm, And mm-hmm. still have a little distance To feel like I actually get a break for once So that's cool
1: Oh, let's try this Yeah, we're moving on We're moving on Same brewery hopping and malt Warner Munde, I hope I'm saying it right <laughs> And it's an Osti stout Which is funny Because in, in French Osti It can be like ostie, tabardac You know like it's a, it's Now a this squirt. is the oatmeal right? I think it's an oatmeal stout I think so Whoa I don't know that. It's an oyster stout In my vegan self Kind of oily
2: like looking I like that Cheers I'm a dark beer guy Yeah, yeah. Very, Cheers uh, brother
1: Very dark It's got not much mousse
2: Oh See that's a beautiful taste
1: That's oh, nice It's smooth It's like hoppy again Wow it's not multi like I was expecting at all. What is that aftertaste? It's like the hops. It's like bitter. Um, it almost yeah. tastes like beef jerky, but it's delicious. <laughs> 5.2%. Oh, there we go. Smooth. It's really good.
2: Yeah. You, I love it. I'm so you happy. You found some good ones. I'm so happy.
1: <laughs> yes. Cheers again, my friend. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Thank you for doing it. Yes, dude. Mm. Oh, See, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Have a beer and enjoy a conversation. That's mm-hmm. it. That's
1: it. That's it. That's two friends hanging out. I dig it. I uh, dig you it. are an intense hype man on stage. Yeah. Let's um, talk about your technique, uh, your frontmanship. Um you you seem to attack the crowd. Yeah, cuz but in a very friendly way. I always
2: see uh live shows and that's something that just kind of bothered me lately. You know, a lot of bands will kind of just be up there and just kind of going through the motions. And I think what fans want rather than just a thing full of gimmicks is just that feeling of connection mm-hmm. you know and you do that very well, well and thank you yeah. the ingested singer does that very well and that i think you know getting people's attention to put the phone down and you know focus because attention spans are so bad now and when you're just in their face they can't get away from you you know and that's How I've always went, I've always been lucky with this crazy energy that, you know, when I was growing up, I could run 20 miles, you know, never stop and smoke a pack of cigarettes and still run 20 miles. And (laughs) luckily I found the right job to unleash that in, you know, I was never really good at sports and stuff like that. So this just became what I did. And then I just... Developed a stage face which you got to have you You have to to. you you got to look real mean But then show a smile that you you have this different side of you, you know that people get and I think coming from the south I I use a lot of words that kind of crack people up like saying hella live, you know When I'm up (laughs) on stage and goddamn, you know things like that that like how you call the crowd metalheads yes, cuz I've always wanted to think of something that bonds us all and rather than, you know, always calling them motherfuckers like a lot of people do
1: It kind of pushes people away in my my view as opposed to to gathering them all together into one unit Yes, and
2: you know watching the band septic flesh recently they would call everybody uh, brother and sister, you know and things like that and I just think uh, what metal has been since day one is unification of All of us that attend these shows, and especially with women being there now and involved with it, I just always wanted to find something that brought us together rather than separating some. So we're all metalheads, no matter what, whether you're there for black metal, you know, death metal, grindcore, whatever it's all coming from the same place and that's just heavy emotion, energy,
1: aggression and vibe. Love. Yes. I always think there's a I see there's a lot of love there is, cause in a metal pit.
2: When you catch that smile on someone's yeah. face and you can tell they're they're having a memory of maybe something else that brought, you know, that smile out that you're giving them at the moment of just pure. Happiness, mm-hmm. and that's just cool because you're really angry, but it's <laughs> it's got you know we're we're some of the nicest people ever, and that's what's cool about metalheads, man. We're just there's that stupid meme going around now with the Hulk. Yes, but it's yeah. true, you yeah. know yeah. it's 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 so true, man. At least for most of us, you know I think that that's just us getting out our aggression, and that's why we do what we do because if not, we might be at a bar fighting somebody or getting arrested or fighting with a significant other and this allows us to not build
1: things inside so it's a cathartic experience yes yeah, like yeah, I, mean, I say it a lot on the podcast that it's, it's amazing you know yeah. i used to be a really angry person i think before i started being <laughs> in death metal <middle. laughs> yes and now
2: you have that release, so then you can laugh like yeah. we do and enjoy the day and you know like you did take a walk and just check things out and mm-hmm. enjoy the peacefulness of what we're allowed to
1: get out you 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 gotta gotta take in what you can on tour
2: (laughs) yes not (laughs) sitting just a dark club on on,
1: on facebook on instagram (laughs) yes (laughs) refreshing refreshing (laughs) totally man i love it what would be a dream tour for insight a lineup let's say yourself and two bands
2: i would love to play with slayer because you know i think they all you know that that's the band you know that was that they dependent. are the top. They 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 kind of started what this this movement of what's happening and the the craziness of it. And uh, the other would be Lama God. Mm-hmm. I could see you guys working really well with them. Randy, you know, he's a big influence on my personal career and what I do. And you know, I watched a lot of video of him live and watched a lot of his shows to totally just feel
1: out. You know what 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 do they do that That makes it so it connects so well and it just works so well
2: certain dudes that can just grab a whole twenty thousand people and just like Mm -hmm. nothing
1: bro Bruce Dickinson yes it's just
2: it's surreal and I think uh you know seeing that guy do what he does for being as pissed off as he looks and then he talked to him afterwards he's the nicest dude whoa dude like I didn't expect that so I think those would be out of control that would be yeah. uh, i would i would Hopefully slayer, slayer,
1: slayer does one more uh, you yeah, know all on these insight. farewell tours yeah. you
2: know they always got to come back a little bit because it, it's not always about money it's you know how this is man when you go home that's a hard void to fill not with the adela- adulation and yeah you know for the first yeah. two
1: weeks you're home you're like okay i'm all right with this but then it's like no it's uh, when i go back to work sometimes i have these moments of this is really different than what I was doing last week. Yes. <laughs> Let me wash these dishes a little bit. You know? People
2: don't get that. You know, they think most of us just go home and we just sit and wait till the next tour. And it's no, we're, I, I'm out post mating or, you know, cleaning bathrooms at the beach or, mm-hmm. you know, what, like you said, whatever you can to do to get by. But it's such a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. You know it's really, really so? weird. And that's yeah. why I understand why these dudes, you know, they're 70 and they want to keep rocking because. You know, sometimes it's not about just money; it's about that passion to fill that void in your that feeling, that feeling. Yes, yes, and probably skydiving might help that, but you couldn't <laughs> do that every day, you know. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, that's just that's definitely what it did. Um, you could say now. You mentioned uh, shit happened in Switzerland. Oh gosh, do you feel like speaking about it?
2: Yeah, totally. Because
1: you know, I, I
2: I'm an out front person with marijuana because you know I know what it's done for my life and how much it's helped me. Um I would probably be a pill junkie because of my back and okay. my my you know the pains that I have from just being an idiot as a kid. No, and, we don't need opioids. You know yeah no I don't ever want to touch that so when marijuana came in it was kind of this thing that you know just kind of helped those situations and I didn't feel like I was ruining my life you know so um we rocked the show Monday night. We killed it. Everybody just absolutely went nuts. The whole show was beautiful from beginning to end. The promoter. It was super cool, the promoter. Yeah, it was so great. And, you know, we're. We must have drove 10 feet, not even out of the parking lot, and then just this souped-up black car pulled right in front of us. I answered all of his questions responsibly. I gave him everything he needed, but for some reason he still felt that wasn't enough, which, you know, is unfortunate. Because even in America, they they talk to you, they get your vibe, and if you're being shady or feeling weird, then they'll proceed. But, you know, this guy just wanted to do this, whether he was having a slow night because it was a Monday or whatever, you know, he just... He had to go forward, and, you know, I passed the breathalyzer first, and then he wants to pull out this thing that scrapes your mouth and all this crap, and you have no say. What they're looking for is if you've consumed marijuana. Yeah, or any drug. Apparently, this mouth swap can test for 10 different kinds of drugs. Really? And, you know, how does it work? Does it work where? Six hours, 24 Mm -hmm, hours? mm Because where I come from, you're allowed to smoke, so obviously it's in my blood. You know, I'm prescribed it. I was just in Holland on 420, so Mm -hmm. it's like... My my blood is THC right now, you know, so uh, You know, they did the swab and then they they're like you got to come down to the hospital and We're gonna do all this crap and fine you and then you know My drummer tried getting in the car to drive and they wanted to start doing all the tests to him, too And you know, it just it was really unnecessary You felt like you were in somewhere like Russia mm-hmm. in Switzerland and that should not be the case I'm you know, it's 2019 like go after real people doing bad shit, you know, cause I'm not real criminals. Yeah. I'm not a first time smoker where I'm getting in a car and I'm going to harm somebody. I've, I i could not picture myself you know, driving. And, and, you know high. Yes. and you know your limits. Yes. you know, I couldn't picture myself not driving high because I get too anxiety without it. I get too freaked out. You know, people drive like idiots, man. You could die. You know, I had a brother that died in a car wreck. So I think really? for me, anytime I step into a car, it's could be your last time. So for me, I just never thought of that. You know, I know. Don't ever drink and drive. But to this, it never seemed like an issue to me. I've had, you know, hundreds of friends that do it that never had an issue or nothing. You know, I've never had a parking ticket. So to go from no ticket ever in my life to a $3,000 fine and, you know, blood drawn and all this crazy shit. You just, How long did all this take? It took about three or four hours. Jesus. In the freezing cold, you know, after a show and we have a drive to the show the next day and, you know, I'm... I'm I'm thankful because I was let go mm-hmm. and you know, was there I, an option that could have detained you? Yes. And I'm still an idiot though. You know, I, I need to be a hundred percent responsible for what I did because I'm in charge of three other people's lives in a band and you know, it falls on me. So, you know, I learned a, a definitely a, a valuable lesson and you know, going forward, I will make sure I hire a driver for all my tours and not have that worry that something could happen, or you know, just if I if I endanger somebody, you know, I just I couldn't live with that. So I absolutely, think yeah. it it was probably a good wake up call, actually, you know, for me. You know, we go in America and we're we're burning while we drive, and we call our van the Bernaysium and you know, <laughs> I mean, we're just you know, like I say, we just don't see it like the issue that some of these other people that are misinformed do, but. You know, like I said, it's my fault, and I'll deal with it, and I'll take care of it. And, and at the we'll end afford. of the day, what is it going to be? Um, a lot of money, but you know what? Money is nothing. Mm-hmm. It's it's yes, it, it's everything, and you need it to live. But you, you can know, always the, get more. The fact that I saw my freedom in my life—that's what's more important to me. And I think that made me realize that because I've been very stupid in my life. I'm very lucky to not be arrested and you know in jail for the rest of my life for dumb things. You know, so I think. It was just, you know, somebody going, hey, let's just, you're getting older, you have a wife, you have a a puppy, you know, try to, try to grow up just a little bit, you know, so (laughs) it it was cool. I I needed something like that. You know, I was getting a little careless. It's a very uh,
1: mature way of looking at all of this.
2: It, It took my wife to really talk to me to make me understand that you know they're really
1: good at doing that they are <laughs> they cut to your core are
2: you married as well i am yeah. uh children yeah. Two. Oh wow yeah. So, yeah. see that's my next step but you know just touring so much i i respect all you, the gotta, be, you gotta be home at the right time
1: yes too, to, to make it work
2: you guys you know what you do to leave the children and then still raise them amazingly in uh a killer band is just man we're you guys are super dads dude and i think people uh could take a lot of lesson from what you guys do because there's dads that are home 24 7 and they just suck
1: mm-hmm. and they're never <laughs> present yeah.
2: yeah you know so metalheads are just like i say a special special breed well thank you
1: no, I'm, I'm very present when I'm cheers home. to you brother. cheers cheers thank you for mad love sitting down with me one last question what is your favorite of your father's bands if you had to pick one, I really dig the killer be killed. Yeah, yeah, me too. Are they doing another record? I don't know if I'm allowed to say okay, that. You can tell me after. Um, yeah, they're doing it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Who cares? They can awesome. Sue me if they want. Awesome. I love um, it.
2: Yeah. yeah, I guess rumors are they were just in town working on some songs. So um, I'm just waiting to see this thing live because they only they, did in
1: Australia five
2: no? shows, I believe, down there, and those are the only people to ever get to see it. So. Um, I'm hoping every, get, every, You festival people Get your money together And pay for Killer or be killed Dude I mean you got Troy You've got You know Greg you mm-hmm. got Max You've got amazing artists So pay them It's true I really like uh, that project Pay them Get them yeah. out And one other thing I gotta throw in Is the Max and Igor uh,
1: Performing their old catalog together I had an opportunity To open for that in, yeah. uh, Because Black Dahlia Couldn't do some dates Out of control right got called in, yeah? Out of control right Yeah it was a few I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a new metal child yeah. I'll admit to it I've said no. on the podcast before that Roots album was, like, big for me. Oh, completely. <laughs> really, really big for me. Yeah. Completely. So to, see, so to get to see it, yeah.
2: See them jamming, you know, I think it just shows that... Mike Patton on it, you know? Things can get shitty, but with family, you can always repair and keep it going forward. And, you know, music's so powerful that it brings shitty things back to normal. You know, to have a relationship with my uncle again is killer. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I, lo- I love, love everything, man. That being said, I wasn't sure if I was going to ask this or not. Will there ever be a Sepultura reunion? Do you think that? Um, you know, Andreas is just too jealous, man. Okay, it's
2: been offered several times, millions and millions and millions of dollars. You know, and you know Igor and Max are all for it. And I just think there's too much. There's a lot of baggage in the way, man. Mm-hmm. And if you can't be unjealous, I don't think you can ever move forward with it. Uh, it might take you know them to be nothing and really d- desperate to make it happen, but I'm not holding my breath My reunion I think is Max and Igor doing what they're it's doing. It's awesome. Yeah, because the brothers, you know, that's sepulcher to, to me and it It's what changed a lot of our lives those two dudes. So mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll just uh, keep doing what they're doing and just go with the flow
1: Cheers. Thank you so much for hey. being down with me. Love Really appreciate you, it. Love you. So sad it's the last night. We could have done this a lot longer. It's going to happen It'll happen, happen again. You, we know it. It, it. It's the way the stars
2: always align, man. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Thank hey. you so much. Love it. Thank you.
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening right to the end, you crazy fox and hops heads. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did uh richie you were great thank you so much for being so forthcoming so honest and just so 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 very very cool i really enjoyed hanging out with you meeting you i'm looking forward to playing some more shows with insight i wish you guys all the best you're a great band super professional super nice dudes if you guys ever want to send me a question send me some uh, requests some suggestions of who i should be interviewing what i should be drinking and if you want to sponsor the podcast hit me up at Matt at voxandhops.com. That's M-A-T-T at dot com. And I'll be more than happy to read them and answer all of your questions and listen to your suggestions. I hope you have a great week. I hope you hang out with your family, give your kids a big strong hug. I'm missing mine. I'm looking forward to getting back to them, as I mentioned. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beers. Cheers, Vox and Hopsheads. <laughs> Bowie. Podcasts.